0: This, this,
1: this is, 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 is... Fight Disciples. Fight Disciples recording live from Rotunda ABC. And we've just watched Eric Scoglan go through his paces there. Get a bit of a sweat on ahead of uh, the weigh-in on Friday. I'm with his father and head coach here. And uh, he's, he's looking sharp. He's looking ready.
0: Yeah, he's ready. He's definitely ready. You know, he's been in training like, since January 1st. Mm-hmm. so he have been waiting and waiting for fight first to do the first fight was planned to be in March then April then May yeah. and then probably June and then uh, he decided to to go down a weight class to, to SuperMill uh, because it was more open there was more chances to get a big fight there yeah. and then the tournament show, showed up and uh, he was uh, had a possibility to be a part of that one and uh, he uh, he was very happy to be when, when they decided him to be a part of it and he had has been training really hard since January 1st, but of course we stepped it up like 10 weeks ago yeah. uh, for, for with focus on this fight and focus on column and you know, you know, with all the tactical planning and sparring partners and everything. So yeah, he's ready, definitely ready. He can't be more ready. So now it's just to keep the weight uh, and keep healthy yeah, the yeah. last couple of days. Keep away from yeah, colds and stuff and, and then, uh, then he will be ready.
1: The, uh, Eric and Callum have had a similar situation this year, both have been number one contenders for world titles, both have been, had titles arranged, then postponed, then arranged, post postponed, and then they've both found themselves in the, in the same tournament, it's kind of unusual that it's come together.
0: Yeah, Yes, it is definitely, and I, th- I think actually Callum fought the day after Eric fought in December yeah, yeah. last year, so they, they were a very similar situation, yeah. and I think they are pretty much at the same stage in, in their careers, they're both young guys, uh, ha- have been against about the same uh, level of opponents uh, earlier and uh, both are not tested actually on the highest level yet Uh, they are just below the highest level I think uh, the testing but uh, but now they're stepping up one of them will be at the highest level uh, Saturday morning of
1: course Uh, it was uh, it was unusual for Eric to choose to move down to a tournament that is not his natural weight division maybe because he's, he's fought so long at light heavyweight, or was the long term goal for, the, for yourself and for him to always move down to super middle eventually, do you feel?
0: No, there have never been a long term uh, plan to go down to super middle, never. Uh, actually the, the, the reason he moved down was that it was quite stuck the light heavyweight on the top level you know would have uh, quite a few of the titles uh, sitting on them we have been negotiating with those guys yeah. uh, earlier uh, we, we I know Saul and tried to 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 get the fight with with cleverly but he wasn't able to get down that one either and so we were stuck and uh, he was stepped by. Uh, the, the, he w- was also planned to, to fight about the European title, but uh, there were strange things happening in, in that area too. So he, he was sidestepped a few times actually yeah. uh, for that title, and um, then he decided it's more open. You have the, the world titles are more spread out in the super middle, so we, we saw it, it's more possibilities, yeah, yeah. More,
1: opportunities. Uh, more opportunities. Yes, yeah.
0: uh, and. Um, that's the reason why. So it was not the long-term yeah. plan,
1: no. The, um, the weight's obviously 168 pounds. When was the last time Eric made 168 pounds? And have you done it in camp, or will he do it on Friday for the first time?
0: He will do it on Friday for the first time, wow. yeah. Uh, but we, we feel we have good control over this situation, so we don't not worried about it. And he have stepped it down the weight, stepped it down for for during a long time, so it's spread out. So he's he's good. He, he made the pre weights thirty days, seven days, really good. So yeah. the seven days he was like seventy eight kilos. You maybe yeah. can translate that into pounds. I, I'm not so yeah. familiar with that. Uh, so so he's he will make the weight good. Uh, I'm not worried.
1: you're disappointed that the weigh-in has been confirmed for 4 p.m. It's quite late in the day on Friday. Did you want it to be earlier or are you quite happy with
0: that? Uh, we're quite happy. We, we're used to it. Of course, we, it's easier to have it earlier and you have more hours, but, but I think the contracts almost say, always, every time say uh, 30 hours or, or something like that. So, and we, we, Normally we have weigh-ins uh, on the Sauerland shows between three or four,
1: maybe, sometimes three, but most common is four later it's quite normal then. For us, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, Eric spent the majority of his career fighting in Denmark and more recently in, in Sweden. But as an amateur, he travelled well. He, he had big wins overseas. I know he came to Scotland and had a big win
0: yeah yeah so Stephen he, he, Simmons. Language,
1: he, he's very experienced?
0: yeah and actually he, he started his career in Germany actually so so uh, he was signed up with Germany with Sauland when he was 18 years old and uh, and uh, he, he, he went to Germany and he stayed there for five years yeah. and most of those of the fighting in the beginning was in Germany actually uh, and and in Finland as well uh, and but then uh, Solon uh, expanded their business into Scandinavian countries and and to start with in Denmark and he was fighting a lot in Denmark and then actually he was quite bad injured he had a broken disc in his back when he fought Glenn Johnson in December 2014 and then he was out of the ring for like close to nine months and during that period we were actually working hard to get boxing for real back in Sweden because it had been forbidden for 47 years so there hadn't been a title fight in Sweden for 47 years before that and finally we ended up successfully in that discussion with governmental people and stuff so in September 2015 he was fighting uh, Alexander Sherivak on the show we called Making History and it was more than five thousand people at the show in Eric's hometown new Shipping, and that 's a small town it 's just fifty thousand citizens in the town, so like ten percent of them were were at, at the arena so uh, and, and when 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 he did enter the, the the arena. Uh, you couldn't hear them playing music at all. Wow. So it was an am- amazing atmosphere. Excellent. We don't ca- count on that uh, positive support uh, Saturday. Yeah. Maybe maybe there will be sound, but it would be different sound. It, it, yeah, it, yeah. We, 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 I expect like 100 people from Sweden coming over, something like that. And um, ca- many thousands of supporters of, yeah. of Column, of course.
1: Uh, so, we will see what happens.
0: You're listening to the Fight Disciples
1: podcast. You're going through your paces there, you're looking nice and bright, nice and sharp, you look happy.
2: Yeah, I am happy. Go happy to time, be yeah. here. And you know, it's it's been so long training camp this time. I was supposed to fight in March. I uh, started my training camp January 1st. is that
1: supposed to be for or or at that time? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: we had that in mind. We also, earlier we hoped for the European title. Uh, against uh, Stieglitz, but uh, it, it didn't come off either. So I, I was I was in training camp, but I, I didn't really know up to what uh, or when. I just had March, then I had April, then I had May, then I said I had probably June, and then we decided to when it, it didn't come off in June either, uh, we decided to step down to super middleweight, uh, where Saoulan could uh, promise me a, a big fight and. I didn't. I didn't have this tournament in mind uh, as uh, as the only option. I thought uh, maybe against uh, uh, Mikkel Kessler, who was uh, coming back. Uh, maybe against Tyrone Søega. Maybe against George Groves, George Groves of yeah. course. Uh, but uh, I, I kind of uh, knew he was uh, going to join the tournament, or I, I, I suppose he, he was. Uh, so I expected him to join the tournament. Yeah. Uh, did, did,
1: was it you that? Cut? contacted the Southlands and asked to be in the tournament or did they reach out
2: to you? No, no, they reached out to me and, and they said, uh, uh, look, with your rankings, uh, even if it's a light heavyweight, you are uh, high enough regarded to join the tournament. Uh, this is an opportunity in the lifetime and I, I couldn't agree more. So yeah. I'm very happy and with all those options that we had in mind in super middleweight, the best one come off.
1: So yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about it. What, Callum spoke uh, to me earlier and, and, and mentioned the fact that potential to have three fights in six months at this stage in his career, probably very similar to you, is such an appeal because it's hard to get fights because no one. Will fight yeah, him. it is, and it, I mean that
2: that's the bright side of this tournament. You know who you're fighting next yeah. of course we don't know yet because uh, uh, we're fighting the winner uh, uh, between uh, Bremer and Brandt but we will know soon enough uh, who where the winner is fighting next and uh, we have the uh, not the exact dates but we know the next fight is going to be in January then it's going to be in May and uh, yeah uh, that that's not common uh, in our uh, place in the career yeah. you know when you can wait like six months. Uh, it's not even far. It can be further. It can be over twelve months sometimes. Uh, of course, that that's uh, that's a horror to wait twelve months. But uh,
1: yeah. You mentioned then about, about potentially fighting Kesler, but you didn't fight him for real. But you have been sparring him for this camp. What yeah, yeah. Uh, it was
2: very good. I've sparred him before. I sparred him uh, up to his last fight against Kalfarch. Uh, it was a good experience for me. I was younger then and uh, not as skilled, uh, not as strong as I am today. Uh, I could feel uh, my development has been very good. And uh, yeah, I was very happy to have him uh, at the camp when he asked and called me uh, if you could join. I said, Yeah, sure. Your experience and uh, just to, to have a chat with him. You know, when he speaks, you listen because he's so experienced
1: and he's such a nice guy too. Yeah. You, um, you're obviously expecting to go into the Lions den a little bit on Saturday, but. You've got a real family affair about your
2: team. Yeah, yeah, I like it that way. You know, uh, your
1: father's your coach, your brother's your padman. Yeah. Your girlfriend's your nutritionist, is that right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's very close to close circle that you've got, you know? Yeah, it is.
2: And uh, I like it that way because boxing is so important for me. Boxing is my life, and it's always been like that. Uh, we made a plan when I was 12-year-old uh, for how I was supposed to reach my goals of becoming a world champion, and I, I've been focusing on that everyday sense uh, and I love to, to work with people that I can trust and that I can feel supporting me for 100% mm-hmm. and uh, I think my family uh, is the most uh, supportive ones that I can find so it comes natural for me and they, they always want to do what is best for me, they always put my boxing in the, in the first room and even my brother he has a family himself with two young kids and yeah he, he when when boxing calls he'll leave them at home and he travels with me so I'm very appreciated.
1: yeah what's it like for a a talented amateur like yourself coming from Sweden where for a long time professional boxing didn't exist there so you when you turned professional you you didn't get to box in Sweden you were boxing in Germany you were boxing in Denmark it's only recently that you've been able to box at home what's that like to build a career on the road it was a challenge
2: you know uh, and uh from the day i was turning professional or from the day i decided to turn professional uh we we had in mind to bring boxing back to sweden and uh, we would do everything we could uh to make it possible uh to to fight at home mm-hmm. and we were sending letters to the to the government and we were speaking to politicians and uh, uh, yeah it, it, it took a while uh, and after my injury uh in in December 2014 we decided that my next fight is gonna be a title fight in Sweden and we had to work our asses off because it was was, uh, still forbidden and uh, yeah it it looked dark at some points but uh, we reached our goal in September 2015 I did my comeback after the injury uh, defended my IBF uh, light heavyweight intercontinental title in Sweden and that was the first uh, 12 round fight in Sweden since the 60s and we've been doing uh, quite a few successful shows since then. So I think boxing is growing back in Sweden. It was big, it was huge uh, in the 60s yeah. and with Ingmar Johansson yeah, I see, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and, uh, but it, it's been long gone uh, for such a while that uh, people start f- to forget it. Uh, yeah. And now, uh, with the with the K1 at first, and then with the MMA, uh, yeah, it it takes a lot of fighting fans. Uh, but boxing is growing back, and I'm uh, really glad to be uh, such a
1: big part of it. Yeah, over the last 10 years, I've spent a lot of time in in Stockholm, Sweden, at All Stars with Alexander Gustafsson and yeah. the whole team there, and I've spent so much time in Sweden covering UFC events. Yeah, and yet the the thirst, the the knowledge of the fight fans is there. Yeah, it always baffled me why boxing wasn't was banned for so long and. When, when obviously five fans, there's so many of them in
2: Sweden. Yeah, it's crazy. But the, the politicians in Sweden, they, they, they move things slow. They like to do things slow. And they had success to forbid boxing. And then the K1 and the MMA came up as brand new sports. Uh, they didn't manage to forbid them. Mm-hmm. But they had managed once to forbid boxing and they didn't want to let it go. So uh, that's, that's uh, our biggest fight outside the ring to, to manage to get boxing back.
1: Your father explained to me then that the homecoming fight that you had 5000 people 10% of the population in your hometown what was that like what was that moment like for you that was
2: unbelievable you know it was amazing and I, I spoke to my promoter and, uh, about it for the first time and uh, that we were going to throw a show in Sweden he discussed uh, Stockholm Gothenburg Malmö and I said you know what we should put it in Shopping. and he was like looking at me are you crazy it's, it's, it's so small 50,000 people lives there you can't fill an arena uh, with that and I said, I think we can. Uh, so I pushed for new shopping. Uh, he agreed to new shopping, and I was uh, so so. I was kind of nervous that uh, what if it's a failure? What if no uh, nobody shows up? I of course I I knew uh, some people were going to show up, but I couldn't believe that 10 percent of the of the population was going in the, that uh, arena and with the atmosphere. I mean it sounded like 50,000 uh, were in there. It was, it was crazy and I could really feel that all of them was there for me, you know, and that, that's an unbelievable feeling. But also it's, it's very hard uh, feeling because you have all the, the pressure on your shoulders that you have to live up to yeah. and you feel like you have to deliver what they want you to deliver. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that can be hard too sometimes.
1: And do you think that may can your favor this weekend obviously yeah of in course I mean arena will be there for Callum Smith on Saturday yeah so.
2: I mean I have a few a few friends and not family nosy. coming over <laughs> <laughs> they're, so, no they're not the noisiest uh, guys anyway so I think uh, of course the whole arena uh, is uh, with Callum and they're backing him to win this fight and you can see that even at odds, he's a huge favorite. He he has to deliver, and the pressure is all on him. And that's, I think, uh, partly why I enjoy this situation so much because I used to be him. I used to be the one with the pressure on my shoulders and yeah. uh, fighting the the main event. Uh, and uh, I have to live up to those expectations. Uh, now I don't have to. Uh, you know, people are expecting me to, to lie flat on the ground in the first round. And uh, of course, I believe in myself. I believe I can uh, go in there, put in a show, uh, give him some big troubles. But, you know, uh, it feels good for me to, to don't have to, to deliver and don't have that pressure on my shoulders. I'm the underdog for once, and it's the first time since I turned professional
1: that I get the opportunity to be the underdog, yeah. and I like it. Did you uh, did you watch the first round of the tournament last weekend? The cruiserweights. Yeah, yeah, I did. Did, uh, you, did you enjoy the the event? Did you enjoy the fight? The yeah, rain? of course. The fight was great. Uh, fight was
2: great. Event was great. I mean, and I think uh, I wasn't there myself, ringside. Uh, so i can 't tell, but I think that um, the concept it, it fits uh, very well with the TV yeah. uh, the production and you know the short documentaries you ca- get to see with the fighters before the show starts yeah. uh, but then they, they put it together with the, with the way in the press conference, and they have little chats with the boxers, of course, they do it in English or try to do it in English, and uh, the o can hook they don 't speak English, so it was I think uh, it will be better broadcasting this time yeah. uh, because Colum is uh, an Englishman and yeah, I can you try. Speak, uh, you uh, spe- he- speak
1: even better English. Than I, can- <laughs> nah, nah, but I try. I try my best, you know. And uh, yeah,
2: uh, I can. I can speak decent. So, in, in, in
1: terms of the tournament itself, when you went out to Monaco for the draw, were, were you surprised that Callum chose you so early on? Was there a, a certain opponent that you thought he would sh- suit you better, or did you go in there with? Nah, you know,
2: I, I went in there. With my eyes open, like I went into to this tournament, to the, f- the first step. You know, I'm very happy to be there, to be a part of it. And I knew I was gonna be uh, on the challenger side, so I wasn't gonna be uh, a seeded one. So, and and I'm happy about it because if I was seeded number one or even seeded number two, I would start to think, uh, was this the right pick? Did I do the right pick? And if if it starts to be heavy in the fight, maybe you think should I have picked differently, should I have done anything differently because then you have the choice and you have to back your choice. Uh, For me, I was picked, I'm happy to be picked Uh, and if I wouldn't be picked, I would be stuck with Jürgen Bremer at the end and I would be happy with that too. So uh, I I was glad either way, you know.
1: Any, any final message for the fans that are going to be in the arena on Saturday?
2: Yeah, don't miss it. It's going to be a massive show. Uh, I'm sure the column is ready to put in a great performance, uh, and I am too. So, yeah, don't miss it.
0: Thank you for
1: listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.